What's up, Godspeak? Uh, welcome to Fireside Chat, episode 156. What? Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. 156. Know, right? It's it's uh, it's insane. Uh, I already see a lot of you guys tuned in here. As always, uh, when I'm up here, I have my computer over to my left, monitoring the comment section. So if you guys have any comments, any questions for our amazing guests tonight, or uh, myself, God forbid you want to hear me talk anymore, um, go ahead and just chime in in the live comment section, and we'll we'll do our best to answer those comments. Cool. Um, that's, that's new. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have that last time. No. But, uh, improvement. Speaking of last time we were here, <laughs> we have guest Joel Kilpatrick. Welcome back, man. And uh, you were here episode 74, I think. Yeah, 74. That's 82 episodes ago. I never saw this. I know. It's insane. So yeah. welcome. That's back, that's back when you were young. <laughs> exactly. 80-something <laughs> episodes ago. Your hair's grown a little bit since uh, then. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, so welcome back, Joel. I'm amazed by you. You're the Iron Man of Newbury Park. <laughs> Rob's not here, so I'm going to call you hey. the man. Thank because, you. I mean, think about it. Coming in, I don't, I mean, think, people watching this, I don't think they know the stamina that it takes to come in and sit here night after night and be live with people watching you and hoping to have interesting conversation. All the things that go into that. Right. So, hey, thank you. I, honor I, you for that. It's, it's the Lord. The Lord's sustaining us and tired in the work, mm. but not of the work. That's good. And, it's, and, and Welcome back. I, 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 never th I never thought I'd be saying this, but I think I can call you a regular now here on the show. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, the, the Lord's ha had me here for, uh, for quite a while now, and I, yeah. I can't stop coming back because I'm so uh, interested in everything that he's doing here. Hmm. Thanks for being here, dude. Seriously. Yeah, my pleasure. It's a huge honor. Uh, so but, so but, why isn't Rob here? Why, why is it the three of us? Hmm. A good question. I don't know. No, okay. uh, So Pastor Rob's in Arizona right now. He's with Charlie Kirk at Turning Point USA. They're filming a lot of content there. Uh, Rob's speaking at some events with Charlie. So uh, we're going to have some content from Rob's trip to Arizona leading us into the weekend. So probably Friday night, Saturday night. And then Rob will be here Sunday morning. But So expect some really cool Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, some special guest content coming up in the next uh, couple days. It's going to be really cool. Pastor mm. Rob is happy, having fun. Uh, so I'm blessed to be able to be here and, and fill in with you guys and um, yeah, it's going to be a blast. So yeah. uh, before we kind of get into to anything crazy, uh, actually, before we get into anything normal, uh, <laughs> uh, Kirk, you had, you had something you wanted to share with us. Oh, well, you know, I just thought I'd just uh, offer a little improvement to the Fireside Chat. <laughs> Uh, you know, this is called the Fireside Chat uh, with Rob McCoy, but Rob McCoy never has any fire in his Fireside Chat. Right, That's a good right. word. So Except like, what he's on. saying. That's a good and, word. And the movie maker in me thinks, like, where's your producer? You got no fire. At least at least have a, can, a candle or I something. I kind of fall into true. the producer Micah, that, that, that might fall on you. Hey, listen, I, I brought, I just brought just maybe just a little example here, go. Mike. Could you just hold this? Yep. There we go. Now. I'm going to show you. This somebody gave this to me, and this is the, one of the coolest gifts I've ever been given. Oh, that's what this that is. is really cool. Oh my gosh. Um, now, Rob, take note. This is called a grill gun. It's actually wow. beautiful for uh, for <laughs> searing steaks. Uh, you can use this to um, start a campfire. You can light your charcoal grill. Uh, not 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 in minutes, but in seconds. seconds. Wow. And uh, it, it it seems now here. Look now. You gotta bring. Can you your, not can, do this can, over me? Can you bring your here? Look. Can you bring your table over here? I, I don't. I don't. Uh oh! I'm just going to uh -oh. show you how this, this works. This is the so last time I get to do the fireside chat by myself. This is a wood table. Okay. You need to know now, that. See this? See, it starts okay. like this. Okay, so that's not too and, bad. And, and then it's just it like just a normal. Does, it does a little like this. <laughs> what? So that's a fireside chat, right? That happened. Yeah, it really Whoa. did. You got to go like this. 
and we light the candle. There it is. That Whoa. is intense. There we go. So listen, Rob. You did not warn fireside me. Fireside chats need a little fire. Wow. Let's just uh, torch step, side. step it up 2.0. That's not fireside. That's like torchside well, chat. Wow. That we just had. I would genuinely be lying is, if I is, said I knew that was going to happen. Is Woo. that the coolest thing? You can't take the fire out of the shot now, Micah. you got to have it in the shot. Wow. Okay, there it is. There it is. And we got to There it is. Let me just Boy, peel pop, all the wax off too. of my hand, figure out somewhere to put my uh, computer. Man. So I, just, I just thought show that and tell and we like needed to step, step, step the game up a little bit here. That's, that's all. That is uh, People are dying remarkable. in the conversation right now. <laughs> now that I'm officially fired. Hey, if you want one of those for Father's Day, just come to church. I, I, I can tell you where you can find one. What's speaking, it called? A grill gun? Yeah. Speaking of... This is Micah's fired side chat tonight. That's there you go. Sure. That's beautiful. Hey, I actually, I See? like it. <laughs> now, I, I, I'm ready for questions for Joel because I watched the episode that you did with I'm Rob still a little last stu- time. I'm still getting over the candle thing. It was so cool, so right? Is, like, I know you love it. You want one of those things, don't you? You're like, I need to take this home and show my kids. My heart rate's coming down, and I'm also super excited to get my hands and, on and the, one. And the fire marshal at the back of the church is freaking out. He's, like, wiping the sweat uh, off yeah, his brow. Sure. Dave, yeah. Dave, look, there's literally a fire extinguisher right now on the sound booth ready to go uh, just in case something happens. But I'm good. So, so uh, Micah, you have some, some more announcements or anything before we get into talking to Joel? No, not not specifically announcements. Okay. Um, again, just excited you're here. Last time, um, last time you were here, we we kind of talked a little bit about contact tracing. You had written an article that went that went viral, calling out the county and and mm-hmm. some officials. And I, I know that there's there's probably a handful of people that are, are wondering a little bit about that. And we were kind of talking about the overview um, and just recap of. Where, where that stands now, if you see any activity in that, if, if you extinguished the activity because of your viral article or the Lord used it. Or, or with a grill gun, maybe. Right. Right. Porch. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the contact tracing, it, it seemed to go away from the public discussion in like June. Mm-hmm. Right. And the question was why. And my understanding is that there must have been legislation that was being prepared and was going to be passed and that uh, the county was getting ready to implement it. And that legislation must have gone away. The truth is, I do not want to be an expert in contact tracing. But <laughs> right, I, sure. You know, when you say contact tracing, it, it, it makes me think of, like, like the Left Behind movies. Mm-hmm. And, and I was in one of, or, or two, or right, maybe uh, more maybe of those. More. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Nikolai Carpathia and just sort of this global, sinister, diabolical right. yeah. plan that involves, it must involve contact tracing. It sounds yeah. so terrible. Totally. For those of us who aren't as familiar, and now that it's not being talked about so much, what is contact tracing, and why would it be bad if it was a thing? I'll, I'll tell you what, how it was described by Robert Levin of the county. It was described as a way of using multiple means to track. So say one of us gets COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea would be to, um, there's several ideas involved. One was to actually note hot spots by having thermometers on people. I, you can't make this stuff up. Right. Uh, so that was one outrageous idea. Hmm. Another was to go to everybody that you know that you may have had contact with who may yeah. have been infected. Remember this before? I we remember s- these videos, and they were kind of showing how to, yeah. if you know somebody, then you and everybody around you is going to be contacted. Right. Right? So that's a little red flag on its own, the idea that a government would contact you because you've been in contact with somebody with a virus. I don't like that particularly, but they went further. They said then they would want to isolate and quarantine mm-hmm. people 
who had been in contact with somebody who was infected. Yeah. It's a nutty idea. They also said they had considered, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but they considered and rejected an idea to trace viral activity in the county using sewage because the virus shows up in, in sewers, but they said they couldn't get it specific enough to trace it back to homes or businesses. So mm-hmm. what they wanted to do was have uh, people wearing thermometers. Um, and so that, if you can believe this, so that uh, around the county they might say, beep, 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 here's a little hot spot of people who are, have elevated temperatures. We better go sort of, I don't know, corral them, isolate them, quarantine them. Yeah. I mean, that was the discussion back then, and it was really alarming. Yeah, so so that that sounds creepy, like like they're they're you know like identifying and isolating people. But if you want to write the the the, the positive narrative to that, mm-hmm. I, I know that a lot of us might not be so repulsed by the idea of going, wow, if there really is like a zombie virus out there, mm-hmm. like if you saw Maze Runner, right? Like if there really is, the guy's going to turn and blue veins are going to come up all over his head, and he's going to be the guy that's going to eat everybody else. Mm-hmm. You want to know where he is? You want to know where that virus attacked somebody else? Mm-hmm. What's, what would be wrong with that for our safety? Number one, it wasn't that virulent. You know, right. in, in the end... That it, very what? It, virulent. It wasn't that... Oh. It wasn't killing people. It wasn't doing the zombie It wasn't thing. doing... The, I mean, <laughs> so great. in the beginning, Robert Levin said that we might have 1,000 to 2,000 deaths in the county. Right. The last I checked, it was a little bit over 100. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as we know, we all know the word comorbidity now, and I think right. it's only two that Only are, two. Right. That died from that COVID alone. No Not that the other deaths aren't meaningful right. and that it didn't contribute to it, but... It, Let's just take the, the worst case. It's not as lethal as it was made out to be in the not beginning. Not nearly, not nearly. And then I, I think the problem is when you get a government saying you have to stay home. He actually said that if you don't have two bathrooms in your home. You'd be removed. You'd be removed from your home and put into yeah, a location, some location. It sounds like Manzanar to me. Right? Where, yeah. where they took the Japanese. I mean, it starts to bring up all these historical parallels. You're like, we just do not want to go there. And I, you know? yeah. I actually know someone... Um, I won't say say who or what the relationship is, but they 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 were hired by their county to do this to to be the inf- not the enforcement, but the one that makes the connection. Yeah, the hmm. one that goes, um, okay, so this person was at this hospital with this uh, diagnosed with COVID. This is their family. I'm going to reach out to their family. Hey. Hmm. Obviously, immediate family. Who is who have they been in contact with? Okay, now right. and and tracing that contact and I, and just the thought of it is crazy. And then at what point, you know, is that person then have a badge? And then does that person have a gun? And then mm-hmm. does that like what is that? Where does that person's authority? Mm-hmm. You know, do they become like an actual like enforcement officer that can and then right. what what can they do can they for like what can they do to, you know that's a and good so it's word. just a slippery the, it's crazy slippery slope yeah and then like the feeling of like yeah like it could be some some i don't know some kid right out of high school that's just like yeah i'd love to help my county and do this and then it becomes this thing that it never should have been and even the the person that's working it is that kind of an innocent bystander just for a lack of knowledge, not realizing what they're mm. participating in. Mm-hmm. It's such a, a crazy idea. And phones, idea. too. I, I didn't yeah. mention that, you know, that Apple and Google kind of went all in on this. Right. and came up with you know, operating systems on your phone that 
make it possible that, okay, so you have COVID, and then they go, oh, he went shopping over here, and these people's phones were on, ding, 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 he was within 15 feet or whatever it was of those people. Right. Right. So to me, it seems like a lot of those dis- discussions had gone away, but it's the county, here's, here's what is remarkable to me, is the Lord alerted a lot of people in May that the county of Ventura was kind of leading a charge nationally um, in using these kind of weaponized public health powers, mm-hmm. if you want to put it that way. Mm. And I would put it that way because they have the authority to find people and to do all sorts of things that, that governments do. What we didn't know back then was that it would, the wheel would turn and it would go from just talking about tracing people and this and that to doing what they're doing here. sending out spies to write up reports and finding a church and taking Rob to court. You know, I mean, you just can't believe and you wonder where it's going from here, but just to see in just how many, 60, 90 days. It's almost like they said, oh yeah, like contact tracing, everyone like, that's not big enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like they they jumped over it. They're like, let's leave that alone. That's good. Where where are we going next? And and I see that. Hmm. And I even feel desensitized to it because it's almost like they, they're making you feel like you're, you, you've kind of gotten to that next level. And then it's just, it just blows up in your face and you realize that, wow, like we're here now. And everyone's kind of desensitized because yeah. it's been so long and it's so, so and, many things have happened. Hmm. And now I just feel like, like it, it is like that. And I was actually sharing this with, I don't even remember who it was, but this week about live stream, how, how now... I thought 11 weeks of live streaming at the very beginning was, was terrible. You can ask anyone that was here that day, that last live stream we did, where it was live stream only. And I think I just was standing up here ready to lead worship, and I just went, I hate this. Like, just like yelling out loud because it was just... You mean on Sunday morning? On Sunday morning, yeah. like before we actually went live. And it's like 10.59. Mm-hmm. I slept right. until 9.30. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. And it became so easy and mm-hmm. so normal that I was actually in just my heart it in. just frustrated uh, at myself because mm. I had, I had given up. I it felt like I yeah. had given up. Like, yeah, this is normal. And mm. and that was only eleven weeks. People are, have been in this now for months and months and months and months. Amazing. Can't imagine it. And mm. you know, I, I think what's what's I guess one of the things that's disturbing to me is that the narrative that's per, that is uh, put forth by the media mm. is one that well, you guys are crazy. Yeah. We're mm. doing this for your safety. We're doing this for your health. You guys, are, we have an invisible enemy that's attacking mm-hmm. and and. COVID obviously is real. Uh, people have died from this, but it's not all the people that they said were going to die. It wasn't the 2, 2.2 million people in the United States, mm-hmm. according to original models. Mm-hmm. It tends to be elderly people who have uh, underlying conditions that make serious illness a, a, a very real thing and death. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that as I study history, there is a strategy to wear people out with these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And that's just what you were feeling. I, I uh, got an email from uh, a friend named uh, uh, David Lane, and he sends out these uh, uh, emails that are always very convicting and very inspiring. And, and this was an interesting one. Maybe we can pull up the picture of this was a German Air Force pilot, uh, Hermann Goring. And he was an airline, Air Force pilot in World War I, and he was hired by Hitler's forces to come in, and he became one of the elite top generals in his army. And apparently he was the one who was responsible for Nazifying the German police and creating the Gestapo. And uh, after the war, when he was arrested and he was tried at Nuremberg, uh, 
he was sentenced to death by hanging. He requested that he didn't get hung as a common criminal, but shot as a soldier. They, they denied that. And uh, before his execution, he committed suicide by taking a, a cyanide pill. Huh. But before that happened, uh, a psychologist went in and talked to him and some of the other war criminals to understand the... the the thinking and the strategy behind how they got people to mm. go along with their diabolical plan mm. in World War II. And uh, just listen to this. Um, the psychologist asked, um, how did you get the German people to go along with all of this? And Goring said, why, of course, the people don't want war, neither in Russia nor in England nor in America, for, uh, nor for that matter in Germany. That is understood. But after all, it's the leaders of the country who determine the policy, and it's always a simple matter to drag the people along. He said, um, whether it's a democracy or a fascist dictatorship or a parliament or a communist dictatorship. And then the, the psychologist pointed out, he said, but there's one difference. In a democracy like America, the people have some say in the matter through their elected representatives. And in the United States, only Congress can declare wars. But listen to what he said. This is, the, this is the haunting thing he said. He said, oh, that's all well and good. But voice or no voice, the people can always be brought to do the bidding of the leaders. That mm. is easy. All you have to do is tell them they're being attacked. Wow. Oh, tell them they're being attacked and they become fearful. So think COVID-19, coronavirus, and denounce the pacifists for lack of patriotism and exposing the country to danger. That's really good. So tell the people you're being attacked. They get scared. They get afraid. What do we do? What do we do? We'll do anything that you want to do. Mm. And then tell the people who are not participating in all of this fear-based reaction that you're endangering the rest of the people. So think uh, not, not, doing the things that even though they're not based in science are going to save the people. Mm -hmm. And if you hold a church service like this, or if you're not wearing a mask, like they say, or if you're not social distancing at a certain uh, amount, even if the science shows that the cases are not there, the deaths are not there, the virility is not there, uh, you are endangering the people. Mm. And, and essentially what happens is you get so worn out, you become so afraid of the invisible enemies or the, or the, the perceived enemies that you begin to give up rights that you would never have given up before in order to get the safety and return to some normalcy. Mm -hmm. Did you guys see the video of the, the, the pregnant mother of two kids in Australia when the police came in and arrested her in her home for incitement? It was so distressing. I couldn't get through it. We're watching that. I'm thinking, what, what what are you talking about? I mean, Going she, she's going to an ultrasound for her baby that she's pregnant with. And they're saying, you're being arrested for a Facebook post. Right. And I read the Facebook post. And all it said is, it was a freedom rally, a peaceful protest. Let's gather and protest these lockdowns and be sure not to do anything violent. We don't want to be arrested. This is peaceful. Hmm. And she was arrested for that. Her freedom of speech was taken away. And there's many countries in the world where there is no such thing as freedom of speech. And we take that for granted here. Totally. And most of the countries where freedom of speech is taken away, they've also given up their gun rights, interestingly. Mm-hmm. And th- now you wonder if that's really as, uh, as important as our founders said it was. 
Yep. And their grill gun rights, I would. And and their grill gun. And their grill gun rights. We saw the power of the grill gun earlier. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, that, that's right. I'm sure that our governor will, will uh, categorize that as an assault weapon, yeah, I too. I don't think that that is California. <laughs> what, what, before we switch, uh, I want to show this last statistic. Now mm. that we're petrified because our state in California is locked down because we're still so in danger of, uh, of contracting the virus, mm. children, healthy people are mm. so in danger. Look at... The, the, the very recent graph on the CDC's own website, this is the week uh, starting in February and then graphing through to the week ending uh, August 22nd. That's uh, just, uh, uh, what, a week ago or so. Mm-hmm. So there's the big March mountain of deaths. That top line, by the way, is the oldest uh, people, and then it gets younger as you go down. And then it dips down. You've got that sp- that second wave that we heard about. And now look where it is today. It's at the floor. Mm. It's at the bottom, but our schools are still shut. Our mm. closes, our, our churches are still boarded up and our businesses are still being choked and people are being fined tens of thousands of dollars just for singing in a church in California. Mm-hmm. What sense does that make? Mm. I, <clears throat> I was on a one social media platform I don't, I don't remember which one it is, but just reading through comments on some statistics and, and one of the comments said, just, I don't understand why everyone's making a big deal. Just wash your hands, wear a mask, socially distance and go about your day and you'll be fine. And the thought of that being, for some people, that's all they have to do, right? They just wash their hands, they put a mask on, they go to the store, they go home, rinse, repeat, day in and day out. Hmm. And if, if that's your life, that's what your life consists of. That's the only thing you have no other meaning outside of just existing like that. Then maybe this is easy for you. Hmm. But when you're talking about supporting a family, you got to work, <laughs> you got to work, got to buy food, pay your rent. When you talk about if, if we truly believe as, as, as Christians, that the food for our soul, the word of God and, and fellowship and worship is more important than physical food, then I don't get to just put on my mask, go to the socially distance, go back home and continue on with my life like normal. Mm. And, and the, the, the idea that just because, just because your life, and that's why, that's why Rob and I have this like, this bone to pick with the idea of love your neighbor, love your neighbor, love your neighbor. It's like, love your neighbor. To love your neighbor is to defend your neighbor's <laughs> exactly. constitutional Amen. basic liberty. Exactly. That's the best thing that we can do. Exactly. Right? You know, so and you, you had said this, uh, picking up on the Constitution, you had talked in the last episode yeah, that you uh-huh. co- conversation with Rob, how much you appreciate reading the Constitution, yeah. valuing its principles, and how there's a resurgence. People are blowing the dust off the Constitution, Big you said. Yeah. And, and, and that's so important. Uh, because I think so many of us today have taken for granted the fact that we can say what we want, right? People are writing, you know, uh, four-letter words uh, before the president's name uh, on government property, and we have mm. the freedom mm. to be able to do such things. Burn a flag. We can we can say that we're for Marxism or socialism or whatever. Mm. Uh, and and we think that that's just a basic thing that everybody has the right to be able to do. But in most places in the world, you can't do that. You can't talk against the government. In fact, I was thinking, you know, so many people today who are protesting to have justice uh, 
you know, doled out where it should be doled out. Mm. Uh, they're saying these things against the very government that that gives them the right to protest. That's good. That's right. And so if you blow up the ground that you're standing on, you have no more ground to stand on. And so if you actually get what you're wanting, which is a form of government that has much, much more control mm-hmm. uh, and, and takes care of all of your problems for you, rather than giving you the freedom to responsibly take care of them yourself through love and forgiveness and faith and compassion mm-hmm. and courage, then uh, it's a rude awakening when you discover that they really don't care anything about you. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're trapped, you're, you're locked in and you can't get out. You gave it away. You gave it away. Mm-hmm. They didn't even, they didn't take our freedoms. We have to give them away. Yeah, yeah. that's the way it is. People are, are very cavalier with their freedoms right now. And they're willing to give them away in the name of safety, in the name of social acceptance. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I think a lot of people are complying with stuff they don't believe in because they're afraid of being shamed publicly. Yeah. They're afraid of losing their jobs. There's a lot of mammon going into this too. People don't want yeah. to lose their, li- lose their lifestyles. And yeah. until you reckon yourself dead, you're actually not a brave person. You need to mm. reckon yourself dead. I've been mm. crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. Galatians 2.20. The life I live in the body, I'm just going to finish it out. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. If I believe that, I don't have any fear anymore. Right. You can come take my money. You can take my lifestyle. You can even take my reputation, whatever you like. Okay. So the people that have that as a basis. So I think a lot of what's happening now is, is uh, on the positive side is that peop- the Lord is, is drawing people's attention to, wow, look what you're wedded to. Yep. Look what's actually controlling you. You're afraid of what people would think if you don't do X, Y, and Z, which the governor or whoever, a county supervisor say you must do. Okay, so what a revealing thing. You know, I, I call it like flares. You yeah. send these flares yeah, up. Yeah, I it, love that whoa, analogy. It illuminates the, yeah, and you go, oh my goodness, I, I didn't know that about others. And you know what? I didn't know that about me. Right. Mm. Huh? And then that's repentance, right? Yep. The first words of Jesus, you know, repent for yeah. the kingdom. So that's, a, that's an ongoing word. And I just say to, you know, Father, man, I didn't know that was holding on to me, a fear of speaking out, a fear of standing for whatever it is I believe in, blah, blah, blah. So all of this, it's really good what's happening, even though it looks like it's just churning waters and so much negativity going on. Now, there's upside, and we can talk about that. Right, later. and, and your, I think your analogy that you opened with, uh, referring to, to me as, not to seem like I'm bloviating, but Iron Man, that, mm-hmm. I think that's such an, it's such an accurate, and I, I, love, I love Marvel Universe and, and all of it. My son is obsessed. Um, and... That idea of how many times you've seen Tony Stark just bruised and bloodied underneath the mask, right? Mm-hmm. And underneath, like, this amazing Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, in there about to literally die. <laughs> and, and I think you, the Lord put something specific on your heart in this season um, that you shared with me before we got into this that I'd love for you to get into. Sure. Um, and um, people are tired, you know? P- people, this is hard, and this is... This is taking a toll on people, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, just yeah. That's uh, so. I, I was with. I spend the mornings with the Lord, and and I was at a park uh, here in town, and uh, I just drive out to a park and just walk around, or if I see a table, I'll sit and just look at nature and just talk to the Lord. And I often mm. ask Him, you know, what's you know what's happening right now, mm. and. Um, yeah what would you like me to do? How can I be part of that? And then I might intercede for something. I, you know, sit with the Psalms. I might pray a Psalm. Today I, I pray read Psalm 2 
And uh, yesterday it was Psalm mm. 1. I determined in the month of September I'm going to pray, read through the Psalms. And I just simply say, Lord, the, why do the nations rage and the, and the heathen plot a vain thing against you? Well, Lord, uh, work against that. Father, would you raise up people of righteousness? You know, let's borrow yeah. from Psalm 1. I want to be like a tree planted by the water. Yeah. You know, I want my fruit not to, I want to bear fruit in season and my leaf not to, all that stuff. So we just get that in our hearts, right? So I was asking the Lord and I said, uh, you know, what's going on, Lord? Mm-hmm. Um, as many of us have, what, what episode is this? 156? All, all these days. I mean, can you, it feels more like 3,000 days, <laughs> right? And we all feel that way. And this word kept coming to my mind, and it was irritating to me, the word fracking. Fracking. And I'm like, I, I think, I know that word from oil production, mm-hmm. but I was irritated that this thought kept coming, to, it was a persistent thought. And finally, I just turned to address the thought, and just to say, I, okay, I wanted to get rid of it and then go back to talking with the Lord. Have you ever discovered that word that is persistent in your head is actually the Lord speaking to you from the other direction, right? Mm. You're talking this way and he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, he's talking. He stands stands at the door and and knocks. If you'll hear his voice, I'm like, oh, wait, okay, so what is this? I was still a little irritated. I wanted to talk about (laughs) something else. But he, you know, he chooses the topic. Yeah. So I said, uh, okay, so what is this? And he began to explain to me. Now, I had just finished writing a book with a man who uh, uh, became an independent oil driller. And he went from really having nothing to having all sorts of wealth, but it was like up and down. He would gain Mm -hmm. a fortune, lose a fortune. So I knew a little bit about the industry. Well, the Lord began to tell me as I'm just meditating on this, that what's happening in people's lives, let me describe uh, your life right now. You feel beat up, not just in the normal way that we get beat up and then recover from normal life, say 2019 Mm -hmm. and prior to that. There is a level of unsettledness happening in the body of Christ that is uh, dramatically beyond what many of us have experienced before, right? Absolutely. So places we thought were settled, I had that settled. I have this, all this was going well and suddenly dynamite and it's blowing up and we're all dealing Mm. with this and you feel anguish of soul. You feel unsettled. You're upset. You, you, you grieve. You lose friendships. I've lost many friendships yeah, just from speaking out. I'm sure anybody who yep. steps forward in the fight, you're going to get arrows in your back. Yep. And it just happens. So all these dynamics are going on for all of us. And the emotions are swirling. And here's what was just being impressed in my mind. He said, I'm, f- I'm doing some fracking. Now, what is fracking versus normal uh, oil drilling. There's some photos I brought. I did a little research, and if you could pop those on the screen, they're really fascinating. This is Huntington Beach in the 30s or 40s. This is not an illustration. This is a photograph. Look at all those oil derricks on the beach at that time. Mm. My understanding from this archive I stumbled on is that LA at that time was experiencing an oil boom. You can just f- scroll through some of those if you want. And uh, there were oil, that's near Santa Barbara. There were oil derricks all over the place. There's another one, Montebello. And this is from about the 1920s to the 1940s. Everybody's trying to get oil. Well, those are oil derricks. So hold that one. That's Venice, and I'll just explain what goes on. Those are, they, they send a drill down, right? So it's a vertical operation, up and down. The drill goes down, and then when you hit oil, you know, you, you actually send nitroglycerin down. They would in this, this day, nitroglycerin down in the hole, blow up the rock that's there, and then extract the oil. And then at some point, the oil runs dry. It's a dry well. You cap it, and you move on. That was how the industry worked back then. Keep, can you believe? This is a, 
That was Ansel Adams took that photo, actually. This wow. is all in Los Angeles. I bet we didn't know we had this history. Wow. So it's just kind of cool to see. But here's the, here's the difference between normal, you know, of that day and the technolo- technological right. advances today. The drill goes straight down. That's it. Just right there. If you want to go, that's you know, right. 50 feet uh, next to you, you got to build a new derrick that's, and go over there. That's right. That's exactly it. So you can, at some point, take those off the screen because I'm going to, point with my fingers a little bit. So fracking, uh, it, you go down, or what they're able to do now is to go down uh, really far, I mean, even 15,000 feet into the ground, and then turn sideways, 90 degrees, mm. and go sideways for over a mile. Wow. They find wow. other oil, oil you couldn't, they were unable to find easily in a cost-effective way before. So now that you go down, you go sideways, new rock, they make cuts in the rock, and then they blast it with water and basically blow it up. It's what dynamite would do, but they do it with water. New oil flows out of that rock, and they extract it, and it has revolutionized the industry. The man I worked on the book with, he said, things have so changed that he barely understands the technology. Wow. He's used wow. to just go down, get Great. it, but right. now it's all this. Mm. Right. So what's the spiritual analogy? And it was just exploding in my mind as I was thinking of it. I was so thankful once I turned to the word and received it from the Lord. He was saying, listen, the stuff you thought was settled to the right and to the left, you know, you thought that you had that going. Your family, the, the future was looking good, your job, and there's a path for this way, and your parents and your siblings, all these stuff, and your community. No. He says, I want new oil to flow in those places in your life, and the only way that he can do it is by breaking up the rock. Mm. Okay? So for the new oil that he wants to flow in our lives to be extracted, he has to go in and unsettle things, okay? Oh. Mm. I mean, the Bible talks about this as the discipline of the Lord. You know, do yeah. not despise, right? Hebrews yeah. 12 yeah. and even Revelation 3, it says, those whom I love, I chasten, chasten. I reprove, you know, I discipline them. Um, that's actually what is happening to people. So what's happening in your life and my life and really everybody's life is that the settled places are being broken up and new oil is flowing. Yep. Here's why it's important to know that. I mean, it's fun to know it. But the, it's important because you can either embrace and agree mm. with the Lord in that process, or you can actually say no. And at some point, he will leave you alone at the level of maturity you decide to settle at. To me, that's the scary point. Wow. Now, he will come after us because he loves us. Yeah. He is going to chase us. But there comes a point. Okay, it says, a, a bruised reed he will not break, right? And a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. What is it? I mean, there's a lot of... One thing that that means is if he sees you and, and he realizes you're going to break under mm-hmm. the pressure of what he wants to do to Micah, right. that he's going to crush you. Right. And the Lord will actually back off and say, I love you so much. Um, I'm going to keep you as you are. I'm going to use you where you have right, chosen right. to be. And that's actually where you're going to be. Right. And I'll see you, you know, I'll right, work I'll, with you through life. We'll see you I'll later. You're coming, you know, you're going to live with me and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So here's the exhortation I would give to us. Mm. The anguish of soul is, is unto something. It's unto something. I was all right. in Isaiah 53 today, if you'll allow me to speak to it. Yes. Isaiah 53 is, the, is probably the most lucid and precise and really lengthy prophecy of Jesus the Messiah. It's incredibly accurate. It's so accurate that, in my understanding, uh, many in the Jewish community don't allow it to be read. Right. Yeah. Because it, it's like instant evangelization. You can't, you can't right? mistake, yeah. <laughs> okay. Can't mistake it. But there's something in Isaiah 53 for you and me as followers of the Lord. What did the Lord say? If any man would come after me, let him 
deny himself and follow me, take up his cross. Do you notice how many active verbs are in that? If you want to come after me, okay, I get a choice in that. Let him deny himself. So it's my job to do the denying. You can't deny me for me. I have to, God can't deny me for me. I have to deny me. I have to take up the cross, right? So I'm drawing attention to our cooperation with the Lord as he begins to do these things. Mm. So we walk after the Lord. I feel like I'm going to church right now. You do it. We're going to get Joel's taking us to church. Here we go. The glasses are coming (laughs) off. You take the glasses off for them. Wow. (laughs) They're new and and they they, uh, block me. Usually when you read, you put the glasses on. Yeah, that's my wife. That's your wife. I'm the opposite. You're the opposite. (laughs) So bless you guys' hearts. So verses 10 through 12, I'm going to highlight a couple of different verses. Isaiah 53. It says, yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. Mm. Mm. And a lot of people don't understand who's who's being talked about here. And it means it was the will of the Father to Mm. crush the Son. Mm. We have to understand that crushing is in the plan of God for you in this brief life that we mm, have that's good. before we go into eternity with the rewards we gain by saying yes to the Lord while he's crushing us. I mean, I shouldn't be smiling when I'm saying this, right? right? right, right. It, it does not sound like an upbeat thing. But mm. the Lord Jesus has made a pathway for us, an example. It says it was the will of the Lord, the Father, to crush him, mm. Jesus. He, the Father, has put him to grief. I'm going to skip up to here. It says, out of the anguish of his soul, Jesus' soul, he shall see and be satisfied. We're Mm. now seeing the fruit, Mm. the crushing. Take an olive, you crush it, and the oil flows from it, right? Or any type of fruit has to be crushed for that juice or that oil to come out. So it says, out of the anguish of his soul. And I know many of us are feeling anguish of soul, and we're wondering, what is it unto? This is a promise that Jesus experienced anguish of soul, and it's unto something. It's unto satisfaction. Mm. It's unto more as well. It says he will make many to be accounted righteous. Many in, includes you and you and me. Yep. Many, any of our view, people who are watching who've said yes to the Lord. Yep. So we are part of the fruit that Jesus gained by saying yes to the crushing of the Lord. Mm. Anguish of soul. It says, therefore... I will divide him a portion with the many. This is the father talking. He says, okay, it was my will to crush you. And it says Jesus went along with it. He says, he, out of the anguish of his soul, uh, we'll see in just a minute, that he poured his soul to death. The father says, I will divide him a portion with the many. That's all of us who said yes to the Lord. And he, Jesus, shall def- divide the spoil with the strong. I want to key in on this. Anytime the Lord determines to crush us, he is determined that we are satisfied, that we gain spoil, okay? We're going to come out of this like gold, refined seven times. We're going to come out of this so sharp. We're going to come out of this not recognizing what the church looks like. Do you understand Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something that by the Lord. The devil has had his turn. The enemy is having his turn to play his hand right now. We have not yet seen what the Lord is going to do. We have not yet seen what he intends to do with this crisis. And I'm talking the riots. I'm talking the overreaction to the virus. I'm talking the virus itself. The Lord has yet to play his hand. So what's happening right now is that the Lord is allowing the ones that he loves to be crushed in the places they thought were settled. They're being spiritually fracked. Things are being broken up. They never thought would be Mm. broken up. It hurts. It just hurts. And we feel grief and all these things. 
And the Lord, just like he, pro- he spoke to Jesus and said, I'm actually going to give you spoil and you're going to divide it with the strong. The strong is an elected position in the body of Christ. Let's put it that way. Mm. Because we, we decide to be strong when we say, Father, I recognize you in the crushing. I recognize you in the anguish of my soul. Mm. It doesn't always make me feel better. I, my emotions are uh, going like this day by day and sometimes in, within a day. It hurts, Lord, to lose jobs. It hurts to lose friendships. It hurts that my kids don't go to school in a regular way. It hurts that my neighbors are alienated from me because we treat the same. All these things, that it hurts, Father. But I recognize you as the source of crushing. Amen. Okay? And I say yes to you. And he looks back and he goes, good, you are the strong. You're being prepared for when that oil begins to flow. Because how many know when the oil begins to flow from that fracking silliness they do? I'm telling you what, it makes billionaires out of people. The question is how rich do you want to be in the Lord? And you become wealthy in the Lord by saying, I recognize it and I say yes to it. Do your will in my life. Crush what needs to be crushed. Let the Mm. new oil flow and the wealth that's going to come. Gentlemen, I believe in 2021 and beyond, we're going to see a move of God that none of us have ever seen in the past and we would never have predicted it for our future. Mm. Okay? And I believe it is intensely important right now for everyone in the body of Christ to get ready to be, a, do you mind if I put these back on? To get, <laughs> so I can see things. We, each one of us needs to be a teacher of God in the body of Christ. The one teaching from the pulpit, the goal should be to create teachers out of each of them because there will be a day when they lead their own churches, when they lead Bible studies that are as large as churches. Yes. Okay? There'll be a day when every single person in the church is called upon. It'll be all hands on deck. That's right. Why? Because young people by the millions are going to be coming to the Lord Jesus Christ in this valley. There's hope. Amen. So what is today unto? Lord, ah, I'm feeling crushed, but Mm. hopelessness comes in. You say, it's just for nothing. Mm. My life is ending. You know, who's doing this to me? It's not the enemy. I have news for you. It's your loving father. He's getting you ready to produce wealth and riches spiritually. He's getting ready to make you a spiritual billionaire. I'm just going to use a silly, (laughs) silly term, okay? Boy, this is so good. (laughs) This is so hopeful. This is what people need. This is what we need now more than anything is is people need hope. They need it like they need uh, air to breathe. And uh, I'm so happy to hear you say this, Joel, because... Uh, it is so easy at a time like this to get so down and yeah. to have this pessimistic attitude. Yep. I, I remember somebody said to me, boy, uh, you know, it's just so terrible to see everything falling apart. And, and uh, someone else said, um, and, and hear what she's saying. She said, or she goes, is it falling apart or is everything falling into place? Mm. Oh, and what she good. meant, well, but what she meant was, no, things are going to get worse and worse and worse and worse until everything just completely falls apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the devil wins. He's going to just wrap it all up and take, take everything mm-hmm. away. And I'm thinking, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen to what you're saying. You're saying, no, that the Lord will chasten us. Mm-hmm. The Lord will blow up areas that we thought yep. were settled in order to, to bring his grace and to bring his healing wow. and to bring new That's life so yeah. to us. And I believe that too. I think his yeah. kingdom is growing, not shrinking. So yeah. I think it's winning, not losing. Right. And more people are going to be coming into the kingdom right. because God's causing all things to work together for good. Amen. Wow. Satan's not causing all things to work together no. for good. Right. He's, he's a defeated foe. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're in a Saturday moment. It comes yeah, to mind right, right now. You know what I'm talking about. What's a Saturday about. moment? What's a Saturday mo- moment, Micah? I assume your reference is that Sunday's coming. You got it. That's exactly <laughs> that fr- what Friday it is. Friday, 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 the Lord exactly. died. Right. Saturday, Saturday we're silent it's, and it's hopeless. Anguish of soul. We are crushed. A totally disillusioned. Everything, yep. right? So yep. come on. 
Speak it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're crushed Saturday. We all assume that there's no hope and that Jesus is gone and it's never going to happen. That's right. And then Sunday comes. Right. And through the resurrection, our minds explode and we realize that it's, it's what the yeah. Lord had planned all, all along. That's what's coming. I believe there's something coming that will, we will look back at this as the, yep. the, uh, the decisive uh, I don't even want to say pivot, but there will be a chapter change. Yep, yep, yes. even, the whole book's going to change. That's right. You, no you know doubt. What, what's, so ev- what's so evident and, and has been so evident in, in witness to what you're saying right now, for me personally, and I think hmm. it, it's, it's me as, in, as my experience, but I think it's, it goes, especially here at God Speak, hmm. is the heart of worship. Hmm. And, and me being a worship pastor, I, I, I tune into this. And maybe, maybe you guys listening, you just, you show up and you worship and it's like, yeah, yeah, this is worship like normal. <laughs> but man, the past, since we've been open, from that time where I was standing on stage leading worship to a camera, hmm. and, and granted, I know that, it, I know that it's uh, audience of one, right? I'm, I'm, I'm worshiping the Lord and hmm. people are joining in online and mm-hmm. I get it, hmm. I get it. Hmm. But what the Lord has done in bringing us together in community. Gathering his people. When we came back here ready to worship the first time we reopened, and ever since then, the people together, one unified voice, have never worshiped as they do now. Wow. Yeah, it's great. It's it's unreal. Yeah. And, and And it's been every Sunday consistently, and I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm not just bloviating. Consistently, the the most the the most I've I worship has been the most intense that I've ever experienced in my entire life. Yeah, my entire Christian life, and it's it's that mm-hmm. it's that people you, go, Lord, we're here, we, we're showing up. This isn't just a a, a movie theater. This isn't mm-hmm. just an a, an experience. This we're here to worship you. Yeah, and we haven't gotten to do wow. it, and now we're getting to do it, and I realize how exponentially uh, <laughs> exponentially more it is to worship together in a building than it is to That's a good word. online. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I agree with you, Mike. It's, it's been really cool on Sundays to come here and it's one of the few places where you, you can come and, and be with people. And I feel safe because, well, first of all, I, I understand the data because you right. guys have been going through for 156 hours of live stream television <laughs> with all these doctors and everybody. You. <laughs> and, and I've been encouraged to actually go and look at the official data myself. And so mm-hmm. I know that there's been no cases, no hospitalizations, no death here at, at, at the church. Um, but when I'm here, I feel like I, it's, it's, it's one third, uh, Bible sermon. Right. We're going through the book of Acts. It's one third history lesson yeah. and one third uh, c- civil civil responsibility and duty as right. Christians. And it's it's so rich. Yeah. That's yeah. good. It's really great. Yeah. yeah. And and I feel like I have to. Ju- I feel like I have to maybe take a step step back real fast and justify a little bit more what, <laughs> what I was saying because I the last thing I I speak from a place of a part of the congregation when I say that, like mm. genuinely as my heart as a worshiper, even though I'm the worship pastor here. Um, and it was very evident that the day that we were, everyone was supposed to get arrested. Um, we were supposed to have guest worship. Then we were, and this all happened in like 24, 36 hours. We're supposed to have guest worship. We were supposed to have full band. We we're supposed to have more than full band. And the Lord kept pressing on my heart that the voices need to be, needed to be louder than the instruments. Hmm. And, I, and I was like, I guess I'm just going to do it. But I guess I'm just going to go up here and lead worship by myself, even though it seemed like a Sunday hmm. that should have been this big deal, right? Big, full band, loud. And it, it, and it just kept, I kept going like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this person to play this instrument. And it's going to be awesome. And the Lord's like, no, no, no. 
Hmm. I need the voices to be louder than the instruments. Hmm. And so I, I was doubtful up until the moment we started singing. And as soon as we started singing, it all made sense when everyone sang as loud as they ever have hmm. and worshipped as hard as they've ever worshipped. And, and what, what a blessing you guys are. And what the Lord's doing here is just like you're saying. It, it's, it's crushing, mm-hmm. but we're even seeing, we're seeing tastes of that richness that he's giving us through it all. And I want to affirm what you said. I was here the first day that there was a broad opening with no, where it was just like church, yeah. you know. And um, I was sitting right over there. And I, my first thought when people began to worship, first of all, they exploded in worship. And I think there was maybe two people on the stage. Right. And my first thought was, I forgot, Father, how much you love it when your children mm. gather together in your presence. You could, f- um, yeah. you could almost feel the Lord enjoying his children gathered in his living room. Amen. It was amazing, my mm. God. And, but to, I'll tell you what, to, to forget that, I was a little chased. I said, yep. I can't believe I forgot yep. how much you enjoy. Exactly. Really, I, I'm, not so, I'm, I'm here for me secondarily. Yep. And I'm here for you. But really, I want you to be happy, Lord. Amen. Father, I love it. And you can only do that in some ways corporately. Yep. That's why we're fighting for what we're fighting for. Amen. People watching screens in different parts. of it, That can be as powerful as it can be. Right. But there's something about Acts chapter 2. Mm. And they were in one room uh, in one accord. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we all get that. It's yep. just a feeling of being together. So Amen. I love how you were led by the Lord to do that. And it was really powerful Amen. results, I felt. Amen. Joel, I just got to say, um, and I think people are feeling this as they're listening to you. Mm. you you're just, I, I could listen to you for a long time, talk about the Lord, because it's yeah. clear to me you have a genuine relationship with God. Um, you're, you're a, a super smart guy. You're a funny guy. You're a talented guy. You're an author. Do you author. want my money or something? <laughs> What's going no, on no, here? no, no. But when I hear you talk about, about uh, you're here to worship, not just for your own spiritual uh, feel-good time, but you're here because, God, I want you to be pleased with my worship. And, uh, and so many other things that you're saying, you just seem like someone who really does know the Lord. I believe that you have a genuine relationship with, with, with God that I think some people wonder, like, how do I get that? How do okay. I talk to God? Like, I just go to a park, I, 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 I read a psalm, I pray, read this, and I just talk to the Lord. And, and I hear him talking to me from this direction while I'm... How does someone get that who maybe is, is used to going to church, but to them it's more stand up, sit down, kneel, say things? Sure. Right, right, right. You know, it really comes from a place of brokenness, since we're speaking of this. Mm. Um, and... It was 1997 that I became, uh, that I was called to be a man of prayer. And I really had not been up to that point. I was, uh, I'll do the math here, 24 years old. And I was just in a place of uh, brokenness and desperation in my life. And here's the exact answer. I decided to begin, and I was a believer, by the way. But I would call myself like a C.S. Lewis type believer. uh, And I like C.S. Lewis. um, But intellectual uh, you, you understand? Yeah, uh, smart. That, that's, 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 where, that's where I was. More in your head. Yeah, yeah. very much. Very much in my head. And there's, there's real validity of, to that. Of course, you know? of course. And I had really walked that way, you know, with the Lord as best I could and, and experienced his goodness. But I remember coming to a place, and I, I believe now as we're talking about it, that he allowed or even caused some of that brokenness mm. so that I would, that new oil would flow, right? Yeah. And here's the commitment I made. I said, you know what? I'm going to see if this works. I'm going to spend five minutes a day with you. Mm. 
That's what I said. And we had these little digital clocks back then. There was no phones or anything right. like that. So I'd go in my bedroom. I was newly married, and we had an eight-month-old son, Ian, and I would sit there, and I'd watch. I wouldn't watch them tick off because they'd go too slow, but right. watch the five minutes pass, and I would sit in my bed, and um, I just decided... I, I, I decided I wasn't going to clutter the time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I thought, well, I don't know really how to pray necessarily, so I'm just going to talk, and I'm going to hope, you know, whatever. I'll tell you what, it didn't take but a week where I thought, you know, I need, it feels good enough, I want to spend a little, I'll do 10. Mm. I thought yeah. I was being charitable to the Lord, right? Right. <laughs> right. I'll give you 10 minutes of my day. Yeah, what do you think of that, right? Super spiritual. And... um you know, it grew from there, and he intervened in my life in such a powerful way mm. within just a matter of months. And I, I won't go into it, but it was a life-transforming encounter with Jesus. And I have never been the same man since. I was one man on March 12, 1997, and it happened that night. And on March 13, when I woke up, I was a different Man, it was wow. actually disruptive to my marriage <laughs> because right. my wife said, your eyes look different and I have to, you know, who are you, yeah. right? Uh, but from that moment on, um, the presence of the Lord has been so real to me through all the ups and downs of life. Pain, you don't get exempt from anything. Yeah. I, I'm of the mind you might even get more mm. when you walk with the Lord, mm. right? Yeah, you just talked about the Lord crushing us yeah. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, and you, you, have, you raise your hand repeatedly for that, right? Yeah. You and, put off the old man and you put on the new, all the language that the Bible uses for that. So Joel, there has to be a part two now because you just set this whole thing up <laughs> I did, as, yeah. as like... Something happened in the night. Amazing. I woke up and my wife saw that I had different eyes. So we need to come back for yeah. another whole fire yeah, exactly. with Rob. And you need to just lay right, out right. the dream you had in the night. I right. will do that. As long as there's real fire. Yeah. Well, Torch I, I, optional. I figure this is a, is a new, I love uh, just a new love regular it. thing a as new part norm. of this. Maybe we can figure out a way to make it a fixture in the fireside chats for real. This is our new normal. Yes. A real fire in the fireside <laughs> yeah. chat. Not just chat. <laughs> Who didn't think of this in the very know. first episode? Why did it take 156 I episodes? I don't know. You guys are, you guys are hired. <laughs> you know why? It's because you didn't no have No one this. brought the grill oh, gun. Man. You didn't have the grill gun. <laughs> That's a man's gun right yeah. there. Should we fire it off one more time before the, end, before the end of the show? I think Boom. we need to. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. You know, you know we, as you're explaining that relationship with the Lord, a lot of people, it, it seems, some people might go like, that seems kind of wacky. Like, mm -hmm. how, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. But it's really relationship 101. Mm -hmm. Right? It's really the Lord going like, yeah, mm -hmm. you spend time with me. Mm -hmm. You understand when I'm talking to you. Yeah. You right. hear me. Can And, and. I've been married for seven years now. I couldn't even consider myself a newlywed as crazy. It sounds, it sounds weird not saying that I'm a newlywed. But I would be, if, this might sound, this might sound bad. I don't know. I'm just going to be transparent. But if, if I spent 10 minutes every single day just sitting face to face with my wife, hmm. with no agenda, right? Just waiting to see what the Lord might have for us to talk about for 10 minutes every single day. Hmm. Change your life. Change my life. Wow. And it seems like some, some crazy thing where you're like, wait, just spend 10 minutes a day just waiting on the Lord? Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and, and you'll see how the Lord's going to speak to you. Amen. 
I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going home and say, honey, <laughs> sit down, sit look down. into my eyes. <laughs> exactly. we got five minutes. <laughs> exactly. It's going to get weird. It's right. going to get weird. It's like a stare could get great. <laughs> right, right. But that's what it is, man. It's, 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 it's your relationship. And, and, yeah. and when you spend that time with the Lord, he'll, he'll show you things that you never knew. He'll, 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 make, he'll make something as crazy as fracking turn uh-huh. into something that's touched my heart. And, and t- I know it touched Kirk's heart. And, yeah. and 218 people listening right at this moment. So, Amen. That's a good word. Yeah. Thank you. Can I exhort the people? Absolutely. Please so do. So here's, what, here's, what, here's my exhortation for us tonight. We need to be ready as if the largest move of God that you've ever dreamed mm. of is coming. Yep. Mm. I will say it this way. What if it does and you're not ready? Mm. We have to be ready. Amen. So how do we prepare our mm. hearts? Well, we let that oil flow. We say, yes, yes. yes. I, I, Lord, I see you in this. Even just start that way and say, Lord, mm. I see you in this brokenness. Amen. Maybe it's too hard to say. But do it the way that you can. Acknowledge the Lord in the brokenness. And he's going to start to bring that oil out. Spend time with them, of course, Amen. okay? But then let's begin to think like people who are church planters. Mm. I drive around town thinking that building... Maybe someday we'll have to rent that for the 10,000 young people that have just come from the beaches and been saved. They're off drugs. They know nothing about the Bible, but they had a real somehow experience or decision that they made and they need to be taught. So believers of all, if you're a believer now, you're an enlisted person. Mm. The Lord is saying that all you need to have done is said yes. and, And the next step for you is to teach Men and women of all ages, be ready. Immerse yourself in the word. Mm. Set a goal for yourself and just keep it and say, Lord, what am I reading? Why is this in here? Why do, why do I care about this prophet who wrote so many, many years ago? Tell, explain the gospels to me. Let's, let's make it a conversation piece, right? Not just a filling my head intellectually. And they're both valid, but let's really talk to the Lord about what he's written. To, so let's prepare yes. to teach the body of Christ in this region. It is my passion. It is my purpose. And I believe it's, there's, thousands of people that the Lord is saying, get ready, get ready, Amen. get ready. Your home is going to become a church. Amen. Your Bible study is going to explode. So Amen. let's even teach each other to teach. I was yeah, blessed yeah. by what you're saying tonight. Yeah. I mean, you could lead a church of your own. And, and every, you know, when you resonate like that, the Lord Amen. is teaching us to teach. Amen. And let's just, let's be ready to do what he's going to have us do. Because we're seeing the worst of the situation right now, but the best is yet to come. Amen. The best is yet to come. We Amen. have not yet seen what the Lord will do with all this stuff. Look beyond the, ele- the election is important, but yep. look beyond, yep. and we're going to see the Lord do amazing things. Amen. Amen. Right on. Thank you. Can, Amen. You, can you pray for us? Lord, we Let's love you. We, we just, we feel like we see you clearly, clearer when we talk about you, Amen. and when you um, show us things from your word. We're super thankful for that. Thank you for using unexpected illustrations, you know, like oil drilling and things like that, and, and we learn about you in these things. Father, I ask that you bless Kirk and his long ministry, Lord, in this valley and nationally and the many things that he's done. I ask you for, for Micah. What a blessing this, I mean, seven years at you know, in marriage, and this, he's so mature for his age. And I ask you for great, even greater, you know, this is an equipping thing for you. Mm-hmm. Even right, this thing that you're doing is an equipping. He's like, you, you talked Iron Man. He's like putting pieces on you, right? But it's unto something, right? And for so many of the people listening to my voice, Father, you're doing things that are equipping us. They seem yes, uncomfortable Lord. and unexpected, but that's just the way you are. You're Luke 24, the road to Emmaus. You don't always announce that it's you right off the bat, okay? But you have conversations that are meaningful to Please help people to turn their ear to you, Father, yes. and recognize you and what they're experiencing. 
I ask that you would change the conversation within uh, households between husband and wife. Yes, Take them Father. from being headline-based and worry and concern, anxiety and anger-based and change them into, oh, I just see houses becoming little mm-hmm. furnaces of prayer and the children being involved, that they would drag instruments out of the closet. They would worship you as a family, Lord. Mm-hmm. And they begin to just yes, resonate Lord. with your heart, Father. And that's something that you can draw multitudes to and say, oh, there's a family in that neighborhood. I can bring these new believers over to their house and they will be trained in my ways. They'll learn my word. They'll gain depth in relationship yes, with me. So Father, we see that vision. We say yes to it. To it. Help us to pray it over the coming days and reveal more to our hearts, Lord. We need more. We're just your little children and we want to gather together and be in your presence and yes, honor Lord. you. You are so honorable. Yes, You're so, everything flows from you and we love you so much. In Jesus' name Thank we pray. You, Amen. 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 Joel, wow. Kirk, thank you guys. Love that. <laughs> Love guys. it. Don't leave me hanging, man. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you so much. Well, as, as always, we're going to close with uh, number 6, 24 through 26. Mm. And as we're reading it to you guys, uh, we pray that you would read it back to us here. Mm. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. With that, Fireside Chat episode 156 in the bag. Thank you guys. Awesome. Joel, seriously. Remarkable. Thanks, yeah. man. I'm, I'm so blessed by you. So wow. blessed by you, Kirk. Thanks for this coming again. Uh, and, and I pray that you guys you guys willing to come back. I, I know you are. Joel, I hope you are too. I'm in for number three. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, love you again. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow night, the night after that, Saturday night. And, and expect awesome content from Rob in Arizona with Charlie Kirk. And we will see you tomorrow night for episode 157. Love you guys. Good night. Good night. Amazing.